What's up, Lamb Fam? Welcome back to the Life After Miscarriage podcast, where we unapologetically chat the ins and outs of what life is actually like after miscarriage. I'm your host, Shelly Metling, and with four angel babies myself and one rainbow baby here on earth, I have created a platform for you guys to share your stories. So sit back, relax, get ready to relate, laugh, and cry as we get real on what life is actually like after miscarriage in the 21st century. Hey guys, it's Shelly here. Before the episode begins, I just wanted to pop in here and do a little exciting announcement. So absolute fear and anxiety is an understatement over here, you guys. The thought of trying to conceive again just totally freaks me out. That fear never goes away after loss, as you guys know. I get very overwhelmed by the topic of it, and the technology involved with tracking doesn't really help, at least not for me. I'm a very paper and pen kind of gal, and I decided to simplify the process for myself by creating a TTC journal geared towards us gals after loss, geared towards our anxieties, our insecurities, but also the tasks at hand that we need to check mark off for tracking purposes. Of course, I'm not going to just keep this gem to myself, and obviously I wanted to share it with you guys, my sisters, my lamb fam. After hard work and much tweaking, like seriously much tweaking, it is ready, and I hope it doesn't have any spelling errors. I'm sorry if it does. I handpicked and typed all 90 affirmations geared towards life after miscarriage so this is a three cycle journey 90 days 90 affirmations hope you enjoy and please share with anyone who could benefit from it as always this journal is linked in the description of this episode i hope you enjoy hello everyone we have kim hopkins on the episode today i'm so excited to get to know a little bit more about her and her story kim i'm just gonna toss it at you start wherever you'd like Perfect. Um, well, first of all, Shelly, I would like to thank you for doing this podcast because I can say out of all of the resources that I've used to kind of help me get through my loss, um, this has been the best resource for me. It's helped vent, you know, when I'm in the car alone on my way to work and I have time to cry, I can just turn it on and it works out perfectly for me. So thank you for that. Oh, I, I'm so happy that it's been helping you. Thank you for sharing that with me too. It really means a lot. Of course. Um, so I guess I'll start with my husband and I. My husband and I actually, we met in school. We went to kindergarten together. Um, we grew up together, but we never dated in school. We hung out in the same circle of friends. Um, he was kind of more worried about sports and, you know, making it through school, didn't date a lot of girls. And then I was in a pretty serious relationship in school. So it actually wasn't until we were about 20 that we kind of decided to get more serious. And we always knew that we liked each other, but you know, it just kind of takes adulthood being thrown at you a little bit. Um, I'm going to backtrack and just tell you about my first loss. Um, I actually was in a relationship very briefly um, about a year before I started dating my husband and, um, it was just not a healthy relationship. Things were, you know, not very good and it was kind of on and off. And then when I decided to kind of part ways with that relationship, about two weeks later, I found out I was pregnant. So I was, I think 19 years old at the time. I was very, you know, unexpected pregnancy, not expecting, you know, to take my life on that turn. But, you know, I had a lot of support from my family, so I just rolled with it. Um, When I was about nine weeks pregnant, it was the night before my first doctor's visit. 
my family was out of town, both of my parents, and um, I started cramping and noticing like a lot of weird symptoms. But I mean, I was young, I'd never been pregnant before. So I didn't know kind of, you know, what was going on. So the following morning, I woke up to extreme heavy bleeding. Um, I drove myself to the ER because, you know, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't want to scare anybody. I wasn't really in communication with the father at the time. So, um, however, I did talk to his stepmom frequently. So she reached out to me actually during um, the time I was in the ER and just said, hey, are you excited for your appointment tomorrow? So I let her know that I was in the hospital. Um, by that point, I found out that I was in fact miscarrying or had miscarried because it was a very obvious, you know, loss being nine weeks. It was pretty far along. So by the time I was in the hospital, I could clearly see what was happening. Um, and it was just traumatizing for me because everything was hard. I wasn't expecting to be pregnant. I didn't have, you know, my parents there. Um, I was almost embarrassed to tell anybody because, you know, I was younger and there was just a lot going on. Um, so when that loss happened, it was emotional for me, but I can't say that, you know, it was the end of the world for me because I just knew that that was God's plan for me, that, that I was not meant to go down that path with that specific person. And it was almost like a restart. It gave me a big reality check on, you know, real life and a real family and what I wanted for my future. And that's actually what kind of led me to um, be with my husband because he was, you know, a very serious guy. He was, you know, very respected in our community. And I just knew that that was kind of a sign that I had more plans in my life than what was happening at that time. So it was hard to go through, but it didn't, you know, discourage me from my future. So I got with my husband. Um, like I said, we had known each other since kindergarten. So things moved fairly quickly. He was actually in the military and just got out of basic training when we started dating. I think it took that distance for us to realize that we wanted to be together. Um, so that was back in 2012. Uh, we started dating in January and he got his first duty station in um, March or April, March. And then by April, I had decided to go live with him. So now looking back, I just think that's absolutely crazy that I was 20 years old and went to live with somebody that I had only been with for a few months, but you know, we had known each other forever. Um, so then we got married that summer again, military relationships, things move pretty quickly. And, um, we had just had a conversation about children and we had talked about potentially trying to start our family when we were about 25. At this point, we were both about to turn 21. So here we are a couple weeks later, we find out that we're pregnant. <laughs> so very unexpected. Um, the loss of the first never really crossed my mind. I guess I was too young to be scared. Now that, you know, I'm an adult and you go through something like this, you think of, you know, all the what ifs when you get pregnant after a loss, but then it didn't really cross my mind. Um, everything went pretty smoothly with that pregnancy. Um, I had no issues, you know, my son was born healthy. Um, besides the fact that we were young and it was a very unexpected pregnancy, um, being 
newly married and everything, everything was great. Um, when my son was about nine months old, my husband got deployed. So he was gone for about nine months. So I came back to live with family at home and he was deployed overseas. So while he was gone, we talked about growing our family. Um, we knew that we wanted our kids to be close in age. So he got back from deployment um, when our son was about a year and a half. And we had decided that whenever the time was right for us, we were just going to, you know, not actively try, but not prevent and just see what happened. Um, the month he got back from deployment is when we found out we were pregnant with our daughter. So, um, you know, super quick, no issues. Everything was fine with her and that pregnancy, healthy, um, just like my first. Both of my labors were under five hours. So at this point, you know, there was no issues. Everything was fine. Um, and then after I delivered her, I got really bad postpartum depression. It was kind of surprising to me because, of course, I loved both of my children, but I had always wanted a daughter. I was so excited about having a little girl. Um, I think it was because we were just, you know, alone. My husband was in the military. We had no family. I had no close friends to call for help. I couldn't even go grocery shopping or to a doctor's appointment, you know, with, and get a babysitter at that point. Um, I just felt very lost because of being a stay-at-home mom and all of that. So my postpartum depression got pretty bad. Um, it was very scary to the point where I contemplated moving home to be with my family, um, but I didn't want to be without my husband. Um, in the middle of this, I want to say my daughter was about six months old. I had, um, I guess, not a very brief um, loss. I didn't know what was happening. I had breastfed her, so my cycles were not regular. Um, but I went to my OB for just a regular pap smear and I had thought I was on my period. So I had mentioned to them, you know, I'm on my period. I'm not sure if you do pap smears during this time. And they basically said, um, well, your urine came back positive for pregnancy, but it had to have been extremely early. I had no idea that I was even, I had, the thought didn't cross my mind to take a pregnancy test. I didn't think I was, you know, there was a chance of me being pregnant because everybody tells you, you know, breastfeeding is a natural form of birth control, which I've learned is not true. <laughs> but um, so I came home and I was a little confused. I told my husband, well, I guess I tested positive for pregnancy, but judging the fact that I've been bleeding for a few days, I'm not sure if this is, you know, real, if it's a loss. I took another at-home pregnancy test a few days later and it was negative. And so I kind of just went from there. I was not in a good headspace anyway, wasn't planning a pregnancy, didn't think I was pregnant. So I can't say that that affected me too much. I think there was a lot of stress going on with, you know, just life and the postpartum depression. Um, so then two months later, when my daughter was eight months old, um, this is a little TMI, but my husband and I had a very apparent uh oh moment. <laughs> and I checked my <laughs> I checked my tracker because after that that um what seemed to be a miscarriage, I started tracking when I was bleeding and stuff like that to see if my cycle was getting more regular. Um and so I just kind of had a feeling that and I told my husband, I said, You watch in two weeks, <laughs> we're gonna find out we're pregnant. 
Um, so we did, he was at work. I took a test and it said that I was pregnant. Um, so wasn't too surprising, but a little bit nerve wracking just because that postpartum depression with my daughter hit me so hard. Unfortunately, I hate to say it, but that third pregnancy, I was more terrified than I was excited because, you know, I'm just, how am I going to get a grip on this? I have two children, but the light at the end of the tunnel was that my husband had planned to separate from the military um, and get a civilian job. So I knew we were going to be moving home soon. Um, so again, that pregnancy was fine. No complications. Um, besides the fact that I was just terrified, um, of having three kids so quickly. Um, but I knew that we were going to have support and it was going to get better. So after our third was born, um, he was about a month old when I started having some crazy issues. Um, the first one was just being extremely dizzy. I mean, I was so scared to hold him because the room would start spinning. I would be sweating and shaking. My eyes would go blurry. Um, my husband was actually a firefighter in the military. So I ended up calling him at work one day to tell him about some of these symptoms and I passed out on the phone. So he was calling my name. I wasn't responding. And so next thing I know, he and some of his coworkers are showing up at my front door to check on me. And they ended up taking me to the hospital. Um, I ended up going three times within probably a month with the same symptoms. And I had no clue what was going on. So on top of the depression and me being dizzy and just feeling off, I just knew something was wrong. But out of all those three hospital visits, they were never able to figure it out. So the dizziness got better. Um, we had moved home. We were living with my mom while we were building a house and um, some of the, the symptoms continued. I didn't know at that time they were related. Um, a lot of it was just the depression. I started getting anxiety. I felt tired all the time, um, just exhaustion. And so finally I went to my OB. I found a new OB um, when we moved back home and I went to her and I told her everything and she said, well, have you had your thyroid checked? And I just assumed that, you know, being in the ER three times, that was something that they would check, but she couldn't find any records of any notes on that. So she checked my thyroid. And I know, Shelly, that you shared that you were having um, some issues with your thyroid as well during, um, you know, your hard times with your losses. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm sure you know a little bit about the regularities. And I think they were telling me between like a 2.0 and uh, on the high end of four um, mm -hmm. for for thyroid levels when mine was like a 9.2. Oh, wow. So like it was throwing my body out all out of whack, you know, and it kind of surprised me that this hit me after my third child was born. I didn't have any complications from my first two pregnancies. My son was born healthy. And then all of a sudden it was like, my body just went crazy. Um, weight gain was a huge one. I mean, I was planning for a bachelorette trip for a friend and a wedding. So I was in, on top of breastfeeding my son. I was eating healthy. I was trying everything and I had lost, I was way under my pre-pregnancy weight. Um, and the next thing I know, I gained 30 pounds within like two months. And I just was, what is going on with my body? Around that time, I also was weaning my son from breastfeeding because I was going back to work and he was going to be going to childcare. Um, and 
I just didn't know what was going on with my body. So they finally figured out that my thyroid was going crazy. So they gave me medication, um, hoping that that would regulate things. And it started to work for a while. Um, but every time I would go back to get my levels checked, they still just weren't right. So they changed my prescription. If I'm being honest, I mean, being a mom of three young kids, I was pretty inconsistent about taking my medication too. Um, but then that leads me to, I guess, at this point with everything we had going on, we weren't really in the mindset of having a fourth child. Um, we just, you know, we're happy with the, how things were going. I was getting healthier. I was feeling much better being on my medication. Um, my husband and I had new jobs. We were building a house. Um, everything was going fine. And then for a couple years. So our son was, our youngest was born in 2017. So um, a lot happened in two years. So then this year in June of 2019, we um, were kind of talking about, we weren't exploring the idea of having a fourth child, but a lot of people kept asking us, um, so are you going to have another one? And, you know, that makes it hard because you never always have the answers. You don't always plan everything in your future. And it's crazy because, you know, I have the first and it's automatically, oh, you have a boy. So are you going to try for a girl? So then I have a boy and a girl and it's like, oh, you have one of each. Are you done? You know? And so then pretty quickly after we find out we're having a third. And so then we got more of like the negative, oh, you have three kids and, you know, three and a half years. Are you, are you done now? Are you going to have any more? And so um, even though my heart was kind of leaning towards, I don't know if I'm done, especially because I had such a dark time, you know, most of from when my daughter was probably two months old, um, until my youngest was born, I was in just such this dark space that I didn't feel like I got to enjoy a lot of, you know, the baby stages with her. And I still have a lot of guilt and then not enjoying my pregnancy with my third. I had a lot of guilt. And so I couldn't for sure say that I was done. And I think it's just more of, you know, the emotions and guilt from then. Um, so in June of this year, my husband and I found out that we were expecting again. I kind of had a feeling when it happened, just like with my son, but um, I was testing pretty early, very early, actually. I knew it wasn't possible, but I was getting negatives. And then on about nine days after ovulation, I found out that I was pregnant. It was just a cheap dollar store test. It was very light. Um, so then I went and bought a few more the next day at work. And then I um, they were positive as well, but this time I was really nervous to tell my husband. Um, of course, we weren't planning to have a fourth child, and I really had to wrap my head around my reaction first. You know, I told myself over and over again, I do not want to spend a single hour of a single day upset about having this child because now that I've seen life with my three kids, I could never imagine it any other way. And I'm sure it would be the same thing if I were to have my fourth. So I wanted to make sure that I was positive about how I felt about it before I let any outside emotions or reactions affect me. So um, I waited about two days and then I finally told my husband and I think he could tell 
people that I was worried about his reaction. Not that, you know, he would be rude about it, but I just knew that his hesitation might hurt my feelings a little bit (laughs) because I was already scared. And so he was actually pretty positive about it. You know, he basically just said, we've done this, you know, we have three kids. I'm sure that the fourth isn't going to be the end of the world. You know, it's not going to wreck our lives. What's feeding, you know, six mouths when we already feed five, you know? So he was actually pretty encouraging about it. Our kids were older now um, than, you know, the previous pregnancies. So our six-year-old going on 16, you know, he's pretty picks up on conversations. And so he had heard my husband and I having a conversation about, oh, when the baby comes. Um, So he said, mommy, are you having another baby? And, you know, after you have three healthy, no complication pregnancies, it really, I think I was probably naive to the fact that there was still a possibility of issues. And crazy enough, my thyroid never even crossed my mind. I never asked could this affect pregnancy or could this be a problem? Um, but you know, they never told me that, that it could besides the fact that when I had found out that I was pregnant and I called my doctor because I was just in to see her about a week prior. Um, and I just wanted to be sure that everything was okay with medications I was taking. And she said, no, you have to take your medication. You know, it's very crucial now that you're pregnant. And so maybe that should have been like a sign for me that, this could affect a pregnancy. Um, but I just didn't think about it. I just, like I said, my son asked, so I told him, and then, you know, he being the six-year-old kid that he is, the first thing he did was Randa, his sister. Um, she, my daughter was three at this point, she just turned four, but this was over the summer. So she has been infatuated with the idea of having a baby sister. You know, she's got two brothers, it seems like everybody in our family are having baby girls. And so she had always asked me, you know, for Christmas, for her birthday, I want a baby sister. I want a baby sister. And I never wanted to promise her that because I could have three more boys, you know, who knows? Mm -hmm. And so I just kept telling her, you know, that's not up to us. You know, that's up to God and what he decides to give us. And so Um, when my son told her that mommy was having another baby, she just kept saying my baby sister. And so everybody in our household kind of was saying she, even though we didn't know. And I even said that to my husband and my husband has predicted the gender of every single baby. So he has known, he knew that our first was a boy. Our second, he didn't have a question that it was a girl. And then our third, he knew it was a boy from the beginning. And so my husband would say, oh, she, and I kept saying, why is everybody saying she, because we're going to get our hopes up. And, you know, if it's a boy, not that we would be disappointed, but it would definitely be a little bit of confusion for the kids. So, um, my daughter was so excited. And so then they go to their grandmothers, um, over the summer. And so my husband's grandmother actually said to my husband one day, is, is Kim having a baby? And he said, why do you ask? And she said, well, because Chloe kept telling me that her baby sister's coming. And so, um, you know, he told her, yes, she is. And so his family's extremely supportive and they were, you know, very happy to hear it. And, um, we had actually found out that we were expecting the fourth on my son's sixth birthday. So, um, he found out the next day. And so we had talked about it and, the following week was a crazy busy week. Um, I was having symptoms, but they were very weird symptoms. 
you know, I was extremely bloated to the point where I kept telling my husband, I look like I'm six months pregnant. I don't understand. Like, obviously I'm not showing, but I was so bloated that I couldn't hardly wear my work pants. Um, I was very uncomfortable. I remember driving to dinner one day and I felt so nauseous. I thought I was going to throw up, but these are all normal things, but they also weren't normal things for, um, only being about four weeks, you know, for me. And it was so weird because even though my clear mind never thought that I could lose this baby or be miscarrying, um, I just kept having this feeling like something wasn't totally right. And I kept telling myself, you know, about even about announcing it, you know, we need to wait a while, which is weird because with my daughter and my youngest, we announced pretty early. It was like this weird intuition to tell me to hold off. Um, so it was the week of the 4th of July. And at one point I had thought about having like a cute 4th of July baby announcement, but I didn't because something just kept telling me to hold off. Um, we had a busy week. Our kids were in pageants and parades for the 4th of July. So, um, you know, I just kind of kept it moving. We ended up telling my husband's mom, my husband's grandmother knew, but we ended up telling my husband's mom, um, a few days before, you know, that we were expecting and she was excited about it. And then I was planning on, my dad lives, um, in a different state. So I was planning on telling my dad and my mom at some point that weekend, um, you know, even if something were to happen, we wanted that support. So we, um, you know, went on through the 4th of July and then the day of the 4th, we have a huge festival in our town and it was hot outside. I woke up sorry, my little one's peeking in the door. <laughs> it, was, it's okay. it, it was, I woke up and, you know, we walked to the festival, we watched the parade, we came back home. And I just kept telling myself that I was surprised that I didn't feel terrible because I felt terrible a few days before. And so I, I kept saying in the back of my mind, why do I not feel sick today? Why am I not exhausted from walking in this 90 degree heat and, you know, taking my kids to a festival and, it was just the weirdest thing to me. Um, so sorry, <laughs> my little one keeps peeking in on me. Um, <laughs> and so I just, I didn't have any other symptoms, but I just kept saying, why do I not feel bad today? Um, so this was on the fourth. And then surprisingly enough, like I said, um, my husband is like the slightest reaction type of person. I always joke and say that he could win the lottery or find out someone passes away in the same day and you wouldn't know the difference. So he's not very big at showing emotion, but that night we went down um, to a neighbor's house and he actually was telling our neighbors, yeah, we're having a fourth child. And when I say he has never announced anything like that with our previous children, um, you know, he was, especially with our first, we were super young. So he probably didn't say a word for a couple months about us having a baby just because he was trying to process it himself. Um, and so when he came out and said that, like something hit me like, oh, wow. Like, I mean, after four, I guess, you know, things just become the norm, you know, Hey, we're having a fourth baby. And I was like, Oh my goodness, you know, this is going to be good. You know, everything's going to be fine. Our kids are excited. 
It's going to be great. So then the next morning on the 5th of July, we had plans to go to my mom's for a pool party. And I was going to tell her that day, um, not knowing if I was going to be sick or how I was going to feel. And, you know, I wanted my mom to know. So that morning we were getting ready and I went to the bathroom and I saw like the slightest amount of blood. And I have never, ever seen blood with my three children, obviously besides the loss that I had when I was younger and then finding out that I had tested positive for pregnancy when I actually had thought I was on my period. So, um, I shouted to my husband, I said, you know, Hey, I'm bleeding. And you know, it was weird because men usually don't know the severity or to ask questions. They just kind of get scared. But he asked me, he said, you know, is it dark or is it light? Or, and I guess probably because he was a firefighter and he had a little bit of training in um, delivery just in case they ever had to do an emergency delivery um, of a baby. So he would ask me questions. And at first, I mean, when I say it was the slightest amount, it was, it wasn't showing up anywhere besides, you know, on my toilet paper. So we just went ahead and went to my mom's. I went to the bathroom again before I went into the pool because I was nervous. You know, I didn't want to go swimming and have, you know, a problem. So um, everything looked fine. And so I was like, okay, false alarm. But I decided to tell my mom, I said, Hey, you know, I found out I was pregnant last week. Um, and so she of course goes to say, congratulations. I said, but I started bleeding a little bit this morning, so I'm not really sure. Um, so, you know, my mom was just a little bit cautious. I went swimming with my kids. And then when I got out of the pool, I wrapped myself in my towel and, there was just blood on my towel. And my mom, you know, calls my name and tells me to look at the towel. And so I did. And at that point, I just, I mean, there wasn't even a question in my mind. And you would think that, you know, I would still be a little bit positive, but I guess because I had already went through this before, um, three times with having healthy kids and no bleeding, I just, there wasn't a question in my mind. I said, you know, I'm losing this baby. And then it all started to hit me yesterday. I felt perfectly fine. I had no symptoms. I wasn't sick. I wasn't tired after doing, having a pretty strenuous day. Um, And so I told my husband, I said, I think I'm going to go and just get confirmation. Um, So I went to an urgent care. I had him stay with my mom because all three of our young kids were swimming and I didn't want you know, to freak them out when I didn't, I just, I, I need, I think I needed time to myself. So, um, I went in, they did a urine test and they said it was a very slight positive. So they drew some blood. Um, they said my levels were extremely low. And at this point, from the time that I got in the car to go to the urgent care, I had actually swung by a store because I didn't have any extra underwear or any pads. I didn't wear pads. So I went into the store and by the time I had purchased them, I had to go into the bathroom in the store. And I think that's when, you know, a majority of it was passing because I, it was just, you know, pretty bad. And, you know, mind you, the loss that I had before was at nine weeks. And so I had a ton of bleeding and it was really bad. So this time it was much earlier at this point. I think I was maybe five weeks along. So, um, I go to the urgent care. I tell them what's happening. They see the pad. And so they just, they pretty much confirmed judging by the levels that, you know, in my blood draw that I'm most likely miscarrying. Um, but it was kind of weird to me that 
maybe it was because I was so early. Obviously they didn't want to do an ultrasound or anything like that, but they gave me more of like a flat answer. You know, they got a positive on the urine. They had some HCG, but they never really said you could be. They just said, it appears that you have miscarried this baby. Um, You can follow up with your doctor. And so I left. I mean, I was in and out within an hour and I left just so empty with not many answers. I mean, they, I guess I was looking for false hope. I don't really know, but I just, I got in the car and I just was like, why didn't they tell me maybe, or why didn't they tell me let's wait to give you an exact answer until, you know, you, we go to your doctor. So I just, by this point, I was just a little confused, but I didn't know how to feel. I think the hardest part for me was that I wasn't planning on having a force. And so when I found out I was pregnant, I was scared. I was scared to tell my husband. I was scared to tell the world because people are just so negative. Like I said, you get all these comments about, you know, are you going to have any more? Are you done? Or, you know, you've got all these kids, you've got your hands full. We got that a lot. And so, um, I felt guilty for being so sad about it. And so, you know, I texted my husband and told him that we, you know, had gone through this loss, but we had to put on these brave faces because here's our kids, you know, excited and having a pool party. And so we end up going home. Luckily, my mom, you know, decided to keep the kids for the night and they spent the night. So we ended up going home and um, the initial shock of it all just wasn't real to me for a few days. I mean, it was extremely sad, but it was probably after the weekend had passed. I mean, I thought I was good enough to go to work on Monday morning. And so this happened on a Friday and on Monday morning, I get up and I get ready for work and I'm still dealing with obviously the physical of the bleeding and, you know, being uncomfortable and the pain. I mean, the back pain was just insane more than, you know, stomach cramps or period cramps. It was the back pain was just surprising to me. And I got to work and um, after a few hours, you know, I just talked to my boss and said, I just don't think I should be here, (laughs) Uh, you know, and they kind of looked at me like I was crazy for even coming in, you know, they're like, yeah, you probably, this is very new. Um, It was just hard for me to take it seriously for some reason. Um, And so I guess the biggest grieving process obviously has happened here within the past few months because after the initial shock of it wore off, I was devastated. Um, and when I decided to share, I'm just a sharer. I talk to people about my feelings. I tell people about my life, the good, the bad, the ugly. I'm just an open book. And so I decided to share um, on Instagram about our loss. And of course, I got so many messages of girls that I went to school with or people that I know personally or that I don't know telling me that they've gone through loss. And so obviously there's just so many women, but I also got a lot of, I don't know if it was me being insecure or if it was other people's judgment, but I got a lot of, you already have three kids. So, Mm -hmm. you know, at least you already have three, at least you're, you know, you, you can try again or, and like, do people think that's comforting? It confuses me. (laughs) I really think they do. And that's what makes it so hard because I had my own personal guilt about that. Like I had guilt about being sad about this loss because here I am with a six-year-old and a four-year-old and a two-year-old. And how dare I 
be upset about this loss. And I put myself in so many women's shoes, you know, my best friend and his wife had just went through a loss about a year prior. Um, they were about to announce that they were pregnant when they found out that they had lost their baby. And then obviously all these other stories. I have a girl I went to high school with that had just had a stillbirth at 20 some weeks. And I did so much comparison and battling with myself. Like, how dare I be sad? And then I had a friend put it into perspective for me. And she said, you know, that's like you having a mom and a dad, and then you lose a parent and somebody says, well, at least you have another parent or you losing, you have three siblings and one of them passes away and people would never say, well, at least you have two other siblings or one of your children here on earth. That's right. Like it's the same thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. People, if you lost a child, people wouldn't be like, well, at least you still have two. It's like, no, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. And so I had so much guilt because, and to be honest, it battled, it it was a battle for me to even share my story on your podcast, because I've listened to every single episode. And Mm -hmm. I have heard a lot of stories of women having secondary infertility, and they have one, and then they go through a hardship trying to have another. But I've not heard of many women that have three healthy babies and then go through this. But at the same time, I, I, and I had a friend put it into perspective this way, it hit me so hard because I knew exactly what those emotions were that I was missing. I have laid on that table and delivered a baby and I have held my kids for the first time and I've watched them go through their first steps. And even though, whether it was an hour or a day or a week, which in my case, it was a week that I was pregnant, I had every image in my head of what four kids was like. I was thinking, where is this baby going to sleep? You know, where, where, how am I going to rearrange my car so that four car seats fit? You know, what are we going to do about childcare? I just started a brand new job um, that luckily allows me to work from home a lot. And so all the pieces were fitting together. And so for the first time, you know, my first pregnancy, I was scared to death because I was in a relationship with somebody that I just was not ready to have a kid. You know, we were not ready to be parents together. Um, and then when I was with my husband and I had my son, we were scared to death because, you know, we were newlyweds and we weren't expecting to have kids so soon. Um, and so then with having my other children, like I said, I had postpartum depression and I wasn't excited and I was home alone. And so for the first time I had a clear mind, my thyroid was under control. I thought, um, we had, we had just built this beautiful home. I have this car that's suitable for four kids. Like I could easily do it. We knew where the baby was going to sleep. We knew, you know, what we were going to do about childcare. And we had everything figured out, whether, even though it was in a week, and I'm sure we honestly probably don't have everything figured out, but in our minds, we, I mean, we're, we're a lot older now we've handled three children. So I was just ready. I was ready to do it. And I wasn't scared. And, you know, my kids were excited and that kind of leads me to like the most, most emotional part of all this. Um, my daughter, you know, she just didn't understand and she would lay in my bathroom floor and cry and say, why does my cousin have a baby sister? And I don't, and you know, I have, my grandmother has eight grandchildren and seven of us are girls. So we're all around the same age. And so there are just babies left and right. And so we just had my daughter's birthday party and my sister and two of my cousins are all three pregnant. And 
when I had found out that I was pregnant, it was actually the weekend of my cousin's son's birthday party. And so I did end up telling a few of my cousins that I had just found out that I was expecting and, you know, I was so excited about it. And then I had had my miscarriage, like I said, on a Friday. And then on Saturday, I went to a parade um, in our town and I ran into my cousin that hadn't yet announced that she was pregnant. And she had, and I could tell, you know, that she, her bump was growing and she had told me, yeah, I'm having another baby. And my daughter just doesn't understand. We try to do our best at explaining to them, you know, mommy, I, I didn't go into details. I don't, don't tell them that, you know, the baby died or anything like that. But I just basically said, mommy thought that she was going to have a baby, but it's not our time. Maybe one day, um, but just not right now. And so my daughter, I think now kind of thinks it's just a choice. Like I just decided, mm. never mind. Um, so maybe that wasn't the right way of going about it. And my oldest, he's a little bit more understanding. And what's funny is when I told him about the loss, he was just like, oh, okay. And he was like, okay. You know, because I basically tried to simplify it and just say, we thought we were going to have another one, but not right now. It's not our time. And he was just okay. And then about two weeks ago, we were sitting at the table and it was just him and I, the other two were at their grandma's and he looks at me and says, mommy, I'm really sad that you're not having, or that, that baby went away. And I said, you know what? Me too. And I want him to know that it's okay to be sad. It's okay to cry. I don't want him to think we're not allowed to have these feelings. And I said, you know what? Me too. Mommy's really sad too. And I wish that we were still having that baby. And um, he said, I just really want to help now. I'm older and I really want to hold a little baby and I want to change their diaper and I want to be a helper. Um, and so that hit me so, so hard because being in a position where we weren't planning on having a baby in the first place. So now that our six-year-old is aware of all, you know, it takes to be a big brother and he and my daughter are like absolute best friends. I mean, she's three, she just turned four and he's six. They sleep together every single night. He helps her put her shoes on. Um, he is just the best big brother in the world. So, and then my youngest, he's just a firecracker. And I used to joke and say that if I had him first, I probably wouldn't have had any more kids because he's, <laughs> he's just wild. But you know, it's just, we're at a different place in our lives where surprisingly having four kids seemed a little bit more doable than when we found out we were having our first, mm -hmm. um, we were just ready, you know? And, and so after the initial shock wore off and the guilt of, oh, you can't feel bad about this because all these people in your life are going through loss and never had a kid or, you know, had a stillbirth or had one kid and now they're like spending thousands of dollars to try to have another. There's all the, I just did so much comparison and battling with myself and it just was so hard. And so, you know, having my daughter continuously like almost blame me in a way by saying, why won't you let me have a baby sister? And why won't, why don't you let that baby come? And I explained to her a little bit more. I said, you know, this wasn't my choice. Um, it happens when God wants it to happen for our family. So maybe it wasn't the right time. And, you know, um, so this is kind of the other thing that I've searched for within listening to your podcast. And it's the story that I haven't quite heard yet, um, which is why I wanted to share because I feel like so many stories of families and, you know, women and husbands that go through loss, the light at the end of the tunnel for them at least is, and I won't say this for all of them, but a lot of them, 
they're on the same page of not giving up and trying again. And this has caused a huge internal battle because for me, after going through this loss, there is, my mind is consumed with having another baby now. Um, and I can't say that my husband is on the same page. And so I have listened to every single Life After Miscarriage podcast to see if there are women out there that can relate to, they go through this loss and their spouse just isn't there to try again. They're not ready. Um, and it could just be because of the miscarriage itself and the loss and maybe they're grieving in their own way. And I know I've heard a lot of women talk about that and say, the hardest thing is that the way you grieve is not the way that your husband grieves. And so you're sitting here wondering, why are you not upset? Why are you not just visibly crying in public like I am, you know, and that's just not how men deal with things sometimes. And so we still have to realize that they are grieving just in their own way. Um, but obviously for us also, we do have three kids. We do have a huge busy life. I mean, more, just as much as I cry and, you know, crave another baby, I complain about how busy we are. You know, we've got two in sports on the, their games are on the same day. I'm also a coach. So I have practice and I have a full-time job. My husband has a full-time job. He's a student as well in school. And so we have every reason to, to sit here and realize, and I truly think sometimes I'm just blinded to the reality of everything that we have going on, that I am in just this tunnel vision right now of a baby. I mean, I can't go anywhere, get on social media, do anything without seeing a newborn baby or a pregnant woman, or, you know, I have people that I know very closely in my life that are pregnant and never wanted kids. Just, I mean, will blatantly say, I didn't want this. I'm not excited about this. Um, and so the most difficult phase we're in right now is just, I'm trying to decide, is this just tunnel vision from grief or do I truly, truly, truly crave another baby? Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, and my husband is probably being a lot more realistic than me when he says, you know, it's just, we, it's just a lot, you know, but then I keep telling myself and telling him it wasn't a lot three months ago when we found out we were pregnant and you were saying we can do this. You know, we've already got three children. Our life is already busy, you know, throwing a fourth into the mix. Yes, it's going to be hard, but it's not going to be impossible. Um, and so we, uh, we still love each other dearly. We still are very good at having conversations and rationalizing both of our feelings and trying to understand each other. But it has caused so much tension for me to the point where I hate that when I look at him, sometimes I almost resent him for this choice because mm -hmm. I feel like I went through this loss. And now that we're not on the same page, I don't want this to affect the household that our three children live in right now. I still want it to be a happy household. I still want us to, you know, show love to our children and show this is how, um, you know, a family should be. This is how a husband and wife should treat each other. And I don't want them to know that we're in this huge divide, but I'm trying to get clarity and figure out, is this something that I just have to get over? Um, you know, not having another baby, or is this something that just like the past two times is going to just, uh Oh, and happen again, because, you know, we're not very good at preventing it. And then also women are, do a good job, especially when they don't have answers in miscarriage of blaming every little thing they can find, whether it be 
oh my gosh, I was walking in the 90 degree heat for eight hours on 4th of July, or I really probably didn't take my thyroid medication every single day like I was supposed to, um, you know, and so I can honestly say, which is probably not a good thing. I have yet to step foot into a doctor or an OB or a therapist or anything since this has happened. Um, because I think I'm avoiding the conversation of telling people that my husband's just not on that page of wanting anymore. So I don't know if I want the answers. I don't know if I want to know, you know, that my thyroid caused this or maybe it didn't. I mean, of course, at this point, they're not going to know. Um, but I have just gone through this terrible hard time right now of, you know, trying to enjoy the moment, enjoy the three children that I have without this image of this fourth baby. It's so real to me. It's incredibly mm -hmm. real to me. Um, like I said, whether it's an hour or a day or a week, and it was only a week for me that this fourth baby was my reality. And I just cannot let it go. I can't. And it's, so, so difficult. Um, I have every emotion, like I said, from guilt because how dare I stand there and share a story about how devastated I am when I'm staring at a woman that has been trying for years and doesn't have a single child to love on. Um, and then, I, you know, my dad is probably the most blunt person I've ever met. And so he, which is a good thing. He's definitely helped me, you know, see the reality and things. And he keeps telling me, you know, that I, I, we have a busy life, a busy life. And he, he didn't want kids and had one child and that was enough for him. And so, um, I'm his world. He's treated me like gold since the day that I was born, but he also tells me every day how hard it is to have kids in today's society. Um, and so he tries to help me see the reality of things. And like we talked about just the negativity of people, not even intentionally being negative, but the comments of, well, at least you have three kids or, you know, you always, you're, you're already so busy or, you know, kids are so expensive and everything in between. And so, um, I think right now being a few months out of this miscarriage, the place that I'm at is just the unknown. Mm -hmm. um, you would think that I could just say, and I've tried this a million times, just saying like, why do I have to have the answers today? You know, I could just say, maybe we'll revisit this topic in a year or, you know, my kids are still young. My youngest is only two. And I know so many people that have three, four, five years in between their children. Um, and then I don't want to make my husband feel like, you know, pressured. I don't, if we ever decided to have a fourth child, I don't want to be under the circumstances of he did it just simply because of my grieving or, you know, I want it to be in a good space and a good mental, you know, mindset and all these things. And so um, I still listen to your podcast and most days it helps. Some days it makes me extremely emotional just because all these women, you know, hold on to that hope. And some of them have these amazing success stories of these, these rainbow babies. And the question mark in front of me of, is that rainbow baby coming for me is so hard. And mm -hmm. to be honest, I thought about going on like a social media, you know, break. <laughs> yeah. And just yeah. like, I'm just going to boycott everything that but that's not going to work. And, you know, just 
it was probably um, maybe a month after I lost this baby. And um, there's a department next to me at work. And I swear almost every single girl in that department either just came back from maternity leave, has a baby at home or is pregnant. And they spent probably an hour of the work day talking about maternity clothes and talking about baby stuff and talking about products and talking about labor and delivery. And I had headphones on and I tried to ignore it, but it was this battle. Like part of me wanted to listen because I've had three kids. So I love giving people, you know, this is what I did, or this is my opinion, or let me talk to you about your excitement. And then I just like a light switch just flipped in me and I start sobbing. And I mm-hmm. got up from my desk and looked at a coworker and said, I just need to go because mm-hmm. as much as the, the loss of the baby affects me, a lot of times I still feel like I'm grieving the future kid that I don't know if I'm going to have. Yeah. Um, there is you're, no plan. You're in like this in between or like yes. the way, the way I explain like having dealt with loss, but also having a child here on earth. I don't know where I fit in sometimes. Yeah. Uh, like I fit in with moms, but I also don't. Right. I fit in with the miscarriage world, but I also don't. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's very weird. And I think about you a lot when, um, you know, going through this journey and listening to your YouTube stories or your podcasts and thinking like, I wonder how that transition was for you being the support team for all these women. And then also having your journey of excitement of your rainbow baby and being pregnant and you're delivering and you're announcing your baby. Um, but still taking all these women under your wing and sharing your story and letting them share their story. I'm sure that that, um, was kind of similar for you in a sense of almost that not guilt, but just that in between, like you said, of where exactly do I fit from here? Mm-hmm. because yeah. you know, you've got that success story, but you also have those losses and they're still very much a part of your reality and they always will be. It's part mm-hmm. of your journey. Um, and so I just think now if a fourth baby were to come, the feelings of every day of that pregnancy would be different than, I don't say I was unappreciative, but you know, you definitely take things for granted sometimes when you don't know the hardships that could people could go through. And so like, I just close my eyes and imagine, you know, being pregnant or delivering that baby after all these hard times. And I'm just so proud of all the women that have been able to go through it because it just gives you such a different perspective of, Mm -hmm. you know, what it truly takes. Because when you're like me, I mean, people joked around and said that I look at my husband and I get pregnant when you're like me and you have three kids and, um, you know, three and a half years you become blind to all of it. You become blind to the reality of infertility. You become blind to, you know, the appreciation of every day of being pregnant or, you know, women are so easy to complain and during pregnancy, especially when they've not gone through hardship of just, you know, being tired. And some women just don't enjoy pregnancy at all. And I actually did, I didn't mind it, but I just know now that if this ever were to come to me again, I would just have a whole different outlook. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's pretty much my journey. <laughs> it was open, a lot. Open ended and still dealing yes. with the inner battle, but that's totally Very normal. And your story is going to be so relatable for so many women out there who I, I think that guilt is just, it's something yes. that it's really hard to explain when you have mm-hmm. children and then you're dealing with 
loss at the same time. It's your story yeah. and it's almost like the don't judge a book by its cover type of a yes. thing. Like, you know, somebody could easily look at your life and be like, oh, wow, lucky her. She's got three kids. Like, and mm-hmm. yeah, luck, lucky you, obviously. Like, that's right. awesome. But like, they don't know the hardships that you're facing as well just by looking, you know, of at course. your family. Um, yeah. And I feel like that's just kind of like, you know, that brings awareness to that, you know, mm-hmm. when you're, when you're looking around and you're feeling those jealous feelings and, you know, the bitterness, when you see a mom, you also don't know what she's going through or has yeah. been through to get there. So, and um, it's given you... me a huge perspective too, on yeah. asking women about pregnancy. I posted something about this on Facebook. It's like the simple question of, so when are you going to have kids or, you know, are you going to have any more kids? It's like, now that I'm in these shoes, I know that that's such a loaded question that may be mm-hmm. so simple for people to ask, but there's so much more behind it. Oh yeah, for sure. Absolutely. If you had one piece of advice for somebody in a similar situation, what would it be? Um, I've definitely thought about this because I knew you were going to ask. <laughs> my biggest advice for people relating to my journey personally is It doesn't matter where you are in your journey of life, whether you have no kids or 10 kids. When you go through a loss, a loss is a loss. And you're allowed to grieve and you're allowed to be sad and you're allowed to battle with, you know, the emotions just as if you had no kids. Um, And so that is still hard for me to get through. But going through this, I've realized that. A a mom is a mom and you love every baby and every pregnancy equally. And so do not feel guilty if you have children on earth and you go through a loss and you are still very much rightfully so to be sad and to grieve and to struggle just as much as anybody else. But also don't let that define you and realize that, you know, it just gives you more reflection on what you have to be thankful for. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. If somebody wants to reach out to you, is Instagram the best way? Yeah. Instagram probably the best way. It's just my full name, Kimberly J. Hopkins. Um, and I'm sure that you'll tag it as well. So yeah. it will be linked in the description. Everyone definitely reach out, connect. Um, that's what this podcast is all about. So thank you so much. Thank you, Shelly. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. <laughs>